Welcome to Off the Screen. Podcast all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we got James on. James, say hi. Hello. James is a... Would I describe you as a long-term friend, James? Yeah. It's like James and I met in middle school, but like we didn't really talk in middle school. We started talking in college. But even then, now we've been like talking for like a consistent two years. It was very random too. That's crazy. Wait, did you guys just end up in the same college or something? No, oh, he no, lives in, in he lives in fucking Pennsylvania, yeah, and I live in Florida. <laughs> uh, I think okay. I think it was like he posted something on his Snap story, and like I just like swiped up, and was like talking about it, and then from there we've just been talking since. <laughs> really fucking That's random. funny. Yeah, but uh, how how have your weeks been? It's been fun. Was on the set of a show for three days. Here we Um, go. My only paying gig in the last like couple months. Wait, what do you do? Uh, Right now, unemployed. I'm looking for a job. Um, But like, I was just an audience member. They just happened to pay like twenty dollars an hour because like we were on set for like twelve hours a day. Twenty dollars an hour is good. Damn. Yeah, no, it's gonna be great when it when I get the check next week, right? That'd be big ball. Yeah, my week has been—I don't know how, how I would describe my week. My week has been kind of like chill with like undertones of stress, but not direct stress. <laughs> I should say. Actually, no, no. I've had a relaxed week. It's just I kind of like brushed off everything until the end, so I had to get it all done at once, and I still have a little more to do. But that's fine. The Battlefield 2042 beta came out. And I've loved that. I've been playing a lot <laughs> of Battlefield recently. And, uh, that's good. Uh, yeah. There's not too much else James? on that, honestly. How, how um, you been? I've been pretty good. Other than, like, a little freaked out about my classes and just, like, pushing it to the side. Acting like everything's okay when it's not. <laughs> but other than that... <laughs> I felt that. Uh, I I feel that, bro. Mm-hmm. But yes, we actually got some news, guys, today, for the first time in forever, or like, new, I guess not on court news, but like, go ahead, Mike, go ahead, Mike got the article. <laughs> All right. So this week, if you paid attention to basketball, you would have found out that eighteen players have been charged with a a four million. Healthcare fraud scheme. Like four million dollars. <laughs> four billion dollars. NBA players, former NBA players, and we're not talking about like. You said really eighteen of them. Players. Yeah, eighteen. Mm. Like, if someone wants to run the math on that, like. <laughs> oh, hold on! I messed up. Literally, just a couple hundred thousand dollars per. Two hundred twenty-two thousand dollars. And two hundred, no, two hundred twenty-two thousand two hundred twenty-two dollars and twenty-two cents. Oh, if you if you split it weirdly, evenly, that's weirdly specific. But yeah, <laughs> gotta get it down to a T. <laughs> no, but it's like you know, you divide something by th- uh, one over three. It's like the continuous zero point three three. That's that's yeah. just what it was like. Oh, that that was what it was. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I think the most notable players that got charged were uh, Shannon Brown, Tony Allen, and Big Baby Davis. Yep. I don't really know who these other people are. Tony Pretty Allen better sure. hope his, his lawyer is as good of a defender as he was. I'm pretty sure Darius Miles has a podcast out right now with, uh, I think. He has I a podcast like with the, with the guys who got who got roped? No, he has a podcast. No, no he's, he's a, under arrest, too. Oh, okay. okay. I'm pretty sure he has a podcast called The Knuckleheads. I forgot who else is on the podcast. but It's actually pretty okay. good. I would recommend it. Yeah, apparently this all started, uh, this scheme started with a... Uh, Former first round pick by the New Jersey Nets, Terrence Williams. And he's the alleged ringleader. What was the insurance for exactly? Is it like. So it's a. They would submit fake uh, medical or dental service claims. Okay. And like. Um, and so this way, like the NBA, I'm guessing like NBA, like health insurance would like uh, reimburse them. So. So former the, players still get the insurance? I'm I'm sure there's something for uh for retired players because I know mm-hmm. the NFL definitely has something like that. I don't know like the specific details on it for uh NBA, but like I can imagine that there is something like that. Yeah, if the NFL would have it, the NBA would definitely have it because the NFL yeah, the really NBA does not give a shit about their players. players. <laughs> the NFL does. Yeah. Decide. Yeah. Yeah, no, we we literally said the exact same thing. It was just like we went opposite tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so apparently they tried to claim three point nine million. They only got two and a half million. That makes it even worse. <laughs> okay, now I have to do that math. Hold on. Two million five hundred thousand divided by eighteen. They got a hundred thirty-eight million dollars and eight hundred. Wait, a hundred thirty. $138,888. Why am I tripping, bro? I promise you guys, I'm actually good at math. Like, this, my brain's probably just fried because I've been doing calculus, like, all weekend. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, also, this has some consequences for actual NBA, current NBA teams because Milt Palacio... Uh, he was an assistant coach on the Trailblazers. <laughs> mm. A so current one? Now I, yeah. Oh, so he's shit. on administrative leave right now. Have you seen the TikTok So trend? Rose probably could... Like the devious licks? <laughs> <laughs> what if they saw that? They're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to hit a lick on the NBA. Nobody's stopping that. And then they got arrested. It'd be funny as shit. Oh my god! Not really. That sucks. Oh, but but dude, as an assistant coach, I'm pretty sure you get paid more than what was it, 138 thousand. Like, Brad's gonna go to lose out on more money because of that. NBA assistant coach salary. <laughs> the NBA assistant coaches, on average, make forty thousand dollars a year. Really. Yeah. I thought they'd be more. Yeah. They're the assistant coach. The higher ranked yeah, assistant coaches make as high as $61,000 a year if they perform at a really high level. 
and the lowest can earn about 25. 25 grand to be an assistant coach in the NBA? I might as well work at McDonald's, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you get to fly around and do all kinds of other stuff too and just be be around the game you love, I guess. But you got to really want that. I can't even imagine what G League assistant coaches make then. (laughs) I mean, yeah. At this point, it, it might not even be minimum wage, like twenty five k that many hours, right? Because you're you have to be committed. You have to be like there's games, there's practices, and everything, and then individual workouts. Because that's what the assistants do. It's not like the head coach is gonna be there, like working each individual player and shit. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, again, guess I don't know the, the ins and outs of coaching. A, it, it might be like. Apparently, the NBA head coach salary, the average is around four million. With like the top, the top earner is uh, right now it's pops at eleven million, and Doc Rivers is at ten million. Hmm. Okay. Doc Rivers is at ten million. Overpay. Yeah. <laughs> Although Jason Kidd, you know, assistant head coach. Yeah. Eight and a half million. Dude is wow, the third okay. highest paid coach as an assistant. Wow. Okay. I was going to say maybe, so maybe my source is wrong or maybe not. Maybe Jason Kidd just got it like that because he's him. Also, there's this thing like you don't take a lower salary than you're used to. And yeah, and he was a former Not only player. was he a former N- NBA player, but he was a former head coach for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And the most famous thing he did under Milwaukee is spill like soda on the floor to get an extra timeout. That was great, though. That was that was legendary. I'm looking. I I get a notification on my phone. I check to see if it's something like basketball related. I see James drop the player in fantasy like in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Bro, you have to understand. I was at work, so I couldn't draft my team. So now I gotta pick up little he pennies. He auto drafted. He did auto draft. Oh, let's let's go over fantasy just like real quick, because we're gonna end up wanting to talk about it anyway. Or should we come back to it at the end? Let's come back to it at the end, actually. Yeah, because um, yeah. we're gonna end up talking about it much longer than we originally planned to. So the NBA GM survey came out last week or early this week. I think it was probably over the weekend, and uh, it was after we recorded the last episode. But um. Yeah, I just wanted to go over that because, again, there's not much else going on. So for anyone who doesn't know what it is, every year the NBA polls GMs of every team and they vote on just different questions. And then like they'll tell you basically uh, what the results were. So like, for example, the first the first one, of course, which, as you could probably expect, is which team is going to win the 2022 NBA finals, which GMs think. And then I want you guys to give your personal answers. Or I want you guys to guess what they guess first and then give your personal answer. It can be the same thing. But what do you guys think they guessed for who who will win the 2022 finals? They guessed. uh, I'm guessing they guessed. uh, I'm going to say they guessed Brooklyn Nets. James? Uh, I... I, I watched the th- through the wire, so like I I'm pretty sure I'm trying to remember what they said. I think they did say the Brooklyn Nets. They did. Yeah, it, it was the it's Nets usually, by seventy two percent. Usually, it's either the Nets or Lakers. People say I, I by seventy two percent. Lakers. 
And yeah, last year, it was the Lakers by 81%. They got bounced first round. So you guys, you guys pick the Nets too, or you guys have a different, a different favorite to win the title. Uh, a lot of people want Lakers. Utah Jazz. The Jazz. The Jazz. I like that. I like yes. that pick. I love that. Yes. The if Jam- Jamal Murray was healthy, I was picking the. I, I'd pick the Nuggets. I like the Jazz pick, but I see the. If Sorry, healthy, I'm always, I'm always down on people who have ACL injuries. Sorry, Jamal. Sorry, Clay. <laughs> I think I still take the Nets, assuming everyone's healthy and Kyrie's able to play in the playoffs for their home games. He can practice now. He can practice now with the team. Can he? Like as of like today. Did he get his first dose, or like did they just change the rules? No, they're not not getting vaccinated. He's on your team, bro. He is on my team. You you missing out on (laughs) forty-one games off rip? I might just shove the needle in him myself, to be honest. <laughs> you understand it's pretty great good. I understand. I do understand. No, but he's just asking questions, guys. Just ask. Gosh. Okay. Uh the Okay, next up, the conference rankings. Who do you guys think in the Eastern Conference is going to be who who they pick to come out on top? Eastern Conference, like for the Eastern Conference Finals, or just come out of it in general. The, the Eastern like Conference season performance, so the, the rankings. Oh, oh, like number one. Okay. Um, number one, I can probably see the Bucks. Yeah, number one's probably the Bucks. No, they number still have Brooklyn. Two. For regular season, maybe they're just ranking how good they are. They might not. Okay. No, 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 this is a, no. This is sorry. This is percent chance to win the East. Sorry, I I I, I okay. missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then Brooklyn for sure. Right, because that was who they picked for the championship. So of course, eighty-three percent Brooklyn. Can you guess who second place was? Milwaukee. Eighty percent second place votes. Can you guess who third place was? Uh. This should be a relatively easy guess. No, because I, I was about to say 76ers, but now I'm like, wait. It's either Heat or the Celtics. So I'm going to say Atlanta. No, Celtics sucked last year. There's no way they're going to put them that high up. It's Heat. 50%. Heat. Okay. Celtics are sixth place. Philly's fourth. Atlanta's fifth. Okay. Indiana's so seventh. That 3%? That's like one person. Like one person voted for the Celtics. Right, we'll vote it for the Pacers. Pacers GM. Indiana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Last year, it was 64% Milwaukee projected to win in the East. And you guys have anyone else coming out of the East? Or is it Brooklyn? I I probably... I, I, I like Milwaukee. I like, I like Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I could see Brooklyn doing yeah. it, but I would not be surprised at all if Milwaukee came out of the East. Or if... um. Miami to a lesser extent, but like I wouldn't be that surprised. But Brooklyn or Milwaukee, I think, are the ones that would take it. Did Milwaukee add anyone uh, this offseason? Or they, they lost just... PJ Tucker. Lost. Um, oh, yeah, they added something. someone else, but like I don't remember who. I don't think it was like a big name though. All right, Western Conference rankings number one. Lakers. That's what people are gonna say. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was thinking more Jazz or Nuggets to make it out of the the West to make oh, it to the finals. I, shit, my bad. I I keep thinking this a con- just a regular regular season. Um, yeah, I'll probably go Lakers. Okay, is that your personal pick or just what you guess they picked? What I guess they pick. They guess Lakers. Yeah, um, it's it's a mixture of both for me. Okay. And Mike, you you wanted Utah. Yeah, they're second. I really like that that you picked Utah. Like Utah was 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 very likable last season, and they just got Mike Conley back from injury. They just got Donovan Mitchell and back from injury. Donovan was healthy. hurt. Like, there's a good they're, chance they could have made it. They very well could have. So it's Lakers by thirty four percent. Or no, okay, because they're ranking all the. All of them combined. So Lakers, 80% first place. Utah, 53% second place. And Phoenix and Denver are tied for the third place votes with 37%. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Although Phoenix that has more sense. second place votes and stuff. So Phoenix ranks out higher. Okay. Yeah. And now, now, okay, now, like, we go from team things into just individual players. Who will win... The 2021-22 Kia MVP award. Who's the favorite for it? Uh... Yeah. yeah. So guess guess who they picked first. And then you can throw your personal one out. I feel like they probably either picked Giannis or Jokic. Yeah. Mike? That sounds... Jokic, maybe Luka? Luca's second. Like I think, okay. So number one, I, I guess Jokic then for number one. You guys are overlooking someone because you're thinking of people who are gonna play the whole season. Embiid. Nope. AD. Embiid is fourth. Nope. Close. <laughs> who? Because it's, it's not LeBron. Oh. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I would have been Harden ahead. He's like, the best player I, on the I, team. That's probably why. No, no, because KD is the best player. But like, I feel like Harden would like contribute better regular more to like actually winning regular season. Yeah, I can see that. But um, that's what they put. Fucking Jokic won last year, and he's not even on the list. He's like not even top six, bro. Jeez. It is KD at 37%, Luka at 33%, Giannis 13 Joel Embiid 7 Harden 7 Steph Curry 3 And last year, it was expected to be Giannis by 32%. I mean, Giannis was close. Mm-hmm. So, wait, who would you guys pick for, for MVP? Who would you bet would get it? Um... I don't think Honestly, they would give I'm it to him two years in a row, but I think Jokic would have a really good, really. I think good Lu- I think it's Luca's time to like get it. Not not yeah, not that Luka, he's like and uh, when the Mavs are going to be like the nine seed. <laughs> if Luca <laughs> could somehow bring the horrible. Mavs to things, bring my man Luka Doncic. That team is buns, bro. Like I, I'd so give it good. to Jokic again if if I knew like they're probably not gonna vote Jokic again just because he just won it and like people are already pissed oh, that Jokic won it the first time. 
Uh, Steph. Actually, I think no, never mind. I take that back. Jokic is gonna win because every MVP has been in the top two team of the of either conference. All of them except for Russell Westbrook's MVP. Jokic was like a six seed last year, or like okay, a five two. seed. <laughs> okay, they were close. So two MVPs. Sorry. Okay, that may be not Steph, but I think if Clay comes back and they play super well and they get like a high seed ranking, I think they're giving it to Steph. If Steph's season is like last season, yeah. We'll see though. With Ben out, it might make a really strong case for Embiid too. Because he's going to have to like put that team on his back. I mean, he's been putting it on his back. Dude play right. with a torn meniscus because they had no other choice. Right? That's crazy. They need to... Um, I think the biggest thing about Joel, which is always the biggest question mark for him, is literally just health. Because if he's healthy, he's probably able to walk away with the MVP pretty easily. Especially this season. Because he's going he's gonna to be getting more touches, you know, he, too. He, he would have easily won last season if he wasn't hurt. Like... I feel if he played 72 games like Jokic, he would have won, not Jokic. Sleeper pick. If they do well, Jason Tatum. If the Celtics do well, that, that would be my sleeper pick for MVP. I think Celtics are a little bit too balanced for, for that. I don't know. What do you mean? We'll Tatum would be clearly the best player on there, though. Tatum, Brown. like this, no, It's a no. good duo. Tatum, Brown. Brown is good, but Tatum is 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 like that guy. Like he's the clear cut number one option. And he's only nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were starting oh, a franchise God. today, could sign any player, who would it be? Jason Tatum, because he plays at this level and he's only nineteen. It's got to be it. Oh my God. Uh, what's next on the survey? That is what's next. If you're starting a franchise today and could sign any player, who would it be? (laughs) (laughs) I think I picked picked Giannis for the... I remember Kenny and them were talking about it. I think I picked Giannis. I think. Don't call me. If I had to pick a a player to start a franchise, like to win, to build around, Mm -hmm. I pick... Luca. That is because Giannis is just a little bit old. Luca is also who forty three percent of NBA GMs have picked. Giannis is forty yeah. percent, and then I guess tied for like low votes is uh Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Jokic, and Zion. No, the thing is, the do all those other players. It's okay for Zion. Zion is a health thing too. Um, all those other players, it's like, if I'm starting out at, like, say I'm an expansion team and I get one-star player, I'm not picking AD. I'm not picking LeBron. Like, AD, AD is good, but, like, injury-prone and will probably retire in, like, in, like, five, six years. LeBron, Why do you think AD's gonna retire? I mean, I guess if he gets hurt a lot, but, like, other than that, it's not like he's old. AD's, like, 29. Yeah, I'm saying he'll play till he's like 33, 34. I guess. I just see so much longevity now in careers. Like, like, 
like stars are playing until they're like 36, 38, like nowadays. Not, but those types of stars are the ones who shoot mostly. So, like LeBron is the exception. LeBron, like, I guess. Eh. Yeah. You don't really see that many bigs play that far in their career, especially nowadays. Dwight. Dwight's a role player. Yeah. Also, Dwight is not as. Dwight is like what, 32, 33 right now? I'm just saying he doesn't need to retire. Is he really? I thought Dwight was older. I thought Dwight was like. Yeah, 25. I could have sworn he was way older than that. Yeah, he's 30. Uh, 35, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Carmelo, okay, yeah. I, yeah, I guess a lot of them are guys who shoot. But, like, AD is not strictly, like, down low playing in the post. And, like, just barreling to the rim like that. Like, that's not all his game. Like, he's a pretty well-rounded guy, like, as far as shooting and passing, whatever he does on offense. AD shoot a lot of mid-range shots too. Okay. Who would I pick? Who would you pick, James? You pick Giannis? Yes, I, I believe I'd pick Giannis. Because I mean, he does everything. He literally does everything. No, yeah, I, I cannot be mad shoot. at a Giannis pick. No, but it, it, it's a good pick. I love Giannis. My question. If I the take Luca, like, does Luca need to be like the whole offense? Can Luca play like off ball and stuff? Because we haven't really seen it. Well, it's because no one else on on the Mavs can really facilitate. Right. So that's my question. Do you think he can play off ball or no? I think he could. I think I, he could. I, I could build around Jokic. I wouldn't be upset with that at all. And Jokic is only what twenty six. Twenty seven. Somewhere around there. Cause Jokic is like the best passer in the league. And he scores at like 26. a ridiculously efficient rate too. Twenty six? Yeah. 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 Just and to be different, I'll leaner, take Jokic. Leaner, meaner, like what's he what's he what's did. something? Yep. Alright, that's my pick. Who which player which player forces a po Opposing coaches to make the most adjustments. This should be an easy pick. Make the most adjustments or just a adjust adjustment? The most adjustments. Like, the most adjustments. Like who has and to throw off their whole scheme to guard this one guy? Uh, um, easy pick. Is, is it really that easy? <laughs> yeah, don't overthink it. I have an answer, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Throw it out there. KD? What's your answer, James? Um, Just for more context, what position What's is this? What's your answer? Play? What's your answer? <laughs> Say it, and then, and then I'll put more context. I already, I already said KD. So Don't I, be scared. Don't be scared. Answer. You said KD. Okay, at first I thought he said AD. I was like... No. Oh, no, not AD. I was like, I don't know. Uh, Evan Durant of Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, okay, I had him. KD, and then and then you're and then you're picking James. I have to redo my pick, honestly. What you mean you have to redo your pick? <laughs> was your pick KD? No, it was not KD. Let's say it. 
But he he is a warrior though. <laughs> but then I, I changed. Steph Curry. At first, then I changed my mind. I'm like, uh, no, no, no. I thought about. Well, you're fucking dumb. It's Steph. Why you change your mind? <laughs> Why you change your mind? Why did I change my mind? Yes, it is Steph. Is it actually? Yes, twenty-seven percent Steph Curry. Oh shit! Perfect. All right, I was uh, I was when you said like don't overthink. I first thought I was gonna be like Steph, and then you're like don't overthink it. Oh, Katie. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> See, you overthought it, and then did Katie. <laughs> And I overthought it, and I got it. That's crazy. Because Steph literally gets like triple teamed at the three point line, and they leave everyone else Was open. The, the three and one, the three and one, the box and one, the box and one. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. My my reason why I didn't think it was Steph was basically well compared to 2015 and 2016, like those years in the NBA. That's a guarantee. But like later now, 2021. I mean, you can see it last season. Steph Curry was basically looking like an old self, looking like, looking like his old self. Because mainly, obviously, he's the only one really on a damn court. And mm-hmm. he's showing out. But I was thinking maybe it was, oh, maybe it was KD, uh, Giannis, Lucas, people of that people in those type of categories. That's who I was thinking the answer could have been. But I, I didn't think it was going to be Steph. But it turned out it was. And Steph just set a record for, like, most games with, like, 10 threes made. In, in any season yeah. all right so that's what i'm so for me i was just like when you're when you're talking about like defensive adjustments right mm-hmm. there are some there's some players uh, like i think like steph and trey and like uh and lillard are in that category is just like you they're they're primary ball handlers Mm-hmm. you kind of just let them shoot and like hope everyone else misses and like try to defend as much as possible and stop them from uh from like oh, passing no, okay. it out and like they absolutely do not game. just let steph shoot no but i'm <laughs> saying it's like it's one of those i'm saying it's like one of those situations where you're kind of like damned if you do damn if you don't like mm-hmm. he's gonna make it you're just trying to limit his production and make sure no one else gets hot yeah but well like it, for me as a in my head, KD is the most unguardable player in the NBA. He's the okay. he and he can do a little bit of everything. Like, I'm not saying your pick uh, is not, bad. Not a little of everything. A lot of everything. <laughs> I'm not saying your pick is bad. You're perfectly justified in that pick, and I I understand, and I would not be upset with that pick at all. He did get second place at 20 percent as opposed to Steph's 27. It's just, I like the the amount of like doubles, triples. I've seen like four or five people on Steph at once just leaving the entire rest of the roster open like there's like levels to this it's that it's that Kobe year before like Powell came back to LA (laughs) I mean came to LA sorry because I would Uh, also agree with Steph and then third place is LeBron fourth place James Harden fifth Giannis sixth Jokic okay You'd think Jokic would be the one, right? Because, like, he's, like, the least traditional in the sense that, like, he's a center that play makes the fuck out of the ball. So everyone has to, like, completely adjust their schemes. Yeah, no. uh, I mean, this is why it's a GM thing, not a coach thing. Yeah. (laughs) Because I feel like coaches would have a different answer. Yeah, I still think coaches would pick Steph. But maybe the rest of the list might be a little different. Yeah. Which player is most likely to have a breakout in the 2021-2022 season? That one, that, that one, I just, I just don't know. James? Breakout. 
damn. I'm like... Okay, I'll give you a hint. He's young. Hard. He plays for a team with a lot of young guys. He is a second option. He's, he's not like the first option on the team. He's a great Arlen? defender. No. Great uh, defender. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you said defender. Like, <laughs> well, I, I, picked my, I, I picked my answer before you said great yeah. defender. <laughs> yeah. Is he on the east or west? West. The east side of the west. west. In like basically the Midwest. He's been injured a lot recently, so maybe his name won't pop up in your mind. The hell is this? Uh... Great rim protector, good shooter. Uh... I think he's going into his third year. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. It's Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Number like, two. That's Memphis, right? Like... Yeah, yeah, you're good. Number two is Anthony Edwards, and then Michael Porter Jr. Darius Garland is four, and then John Morant and Keldon Johnson, and Kevin Porter Jr. tied at seven percent. Can John Morant have a breakout year if everyone already thinks he's like amazing? <laughs> yes. Because he could get better. He could just climb to all-star level finally. I believe, dude, it's his, like, third year in the league. <laughs> uh, I will self-put on OG. I'll put on OG. I like, I like OG a lot. I think he could have a really good breakout year. I've watched him expand his game a lot. So I think he'd be a good pick. I had another person in my head. And... I guess I got shrouded by fan bias, so I forgot who I was gonna say. But I guess we'll we'll come back to that if anything. Shea Gilchis Alexander is another good pick. I think he'd definitely be. Well, that's if uh, OKC lets him play. Yeah, that's true. Wait, he also averaged like twenty four last season. So is it really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's what I was talking about with John Moran. Is it really a breakout if he's already really damn good? Yeah, that's true. Like you're, you're right. He could get better, but it's like it'd be saying like, uh, what was it, 2014 Steph versus like 2015 Steph or something like. I forgot those exact years, but you know, like where he's really good All Star level and then like unanimous MVP level type of thing. Yeah, like, is that what you're talking about? Like that type of or level? is it but... like they're good, but like they finally get like All Star recognition and stuff, and like they get to that point where like they their team is doing better and stuff. Like if that's the case, then I I could easily pick like the Aaron Fox, but he averaged twenty seven last year. Yeah, because the breakout year uh, star last year was um, Knicks uh... Halliburton. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about. Oh, Knicks. I guess it was a rookie uh... season though. Knicks Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah, Julius Randle was the breakout star. No one would have seen that coming. Yeah, like he was good, but no one expected him to perform at the level he did. Like, sure, I saw him get ripped, uh, get ripped, like uh, during the summer. But I was like, cool. He'll still dribble yeah, to the left that. and do nothing. <laughs> right, try and try and spin out of a like double team and then lose the ball. <laughs> he, he, the wildest thing to me was Julius Randle's improvement in passes. I think passing. 
Because that was crazy. He actually, because before the biggest issue was they tried to use him as a ball handler, like a point forward, because, you know, they had like eight power forwards on the roster. And then <laughs> then they ended up, like, he just ended up, like, getting better at that. And it became less of a problem when he had the ball in his hands. Because normally you just think they actually, just take the ball out of his hands and then he becomes more effective. This is why um, my, my over-under for Kyle Kuzma is, like, I feel like he's going to be better. Because young players, once they leave the Lakers, get better eventually. Oh, they blossom. And he was doing good when he first got there. That's what people don't realize. Like, he got fit into a very specific role at a very young age. And a lot of the time when you play with a guy like LeBron, you kind of need that level of maturity. Randall didn't play with LeBron. He got cut before. I'm talking about Kuzma. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I felt <laughs> sorry. Lost. No, you're good. But you kind of need that sense of not even like maturity, like mentally, but literally just like they know, like as far as the game, like they can just turn it on and turn it off, and they can fit their roles perfectly or whatever. Uh, who is the best point guard in the NBA? Easy pick. Why are you guys thinking? Is it not Steph? Yeah, I was about to say. It is definitely <laughs> Steph at 57%. <laughs> I told you, why are you guys thinking about this? I was thinking about the other guards in the league. I was like, who is the point guard? Number two. <laughs> Can you guess number two? Dame? Yes. 17%. Okay. Number three? Oh, shit. Um, um, number three. I'm trying to think. Gray? No. Close. Okay. Is it no? It can't be him. Um. Can't be who? Uh, give me a second. I'm trying to think. It's it's gonna be exactly the guy that James just said it can't be. But the way that he is was it like, Jaw? Is it no, Jaw? It's not. <laughs> I was about to say, don't wait. <laughs> it's Luca, guys. It's Luca. I don't see. I, I was I, I consider that Luca's a point guard. Yeah, I I consider yeah. him a shooting guard. No, it's stupid because number four is LeBron. Oh. Yeah, they just no. went out of their way to disrespect Russell Westbrook for that one. Oh, I think I saw that list. Russell Westbrook's like 13, right? Yes. I don't know. They He's not a... on here. It was LeBron and then move. Chris Paul tied for four. No, no I know I, what I, list I, you're talking about. Because they have... No, because I think I have Drew Holiday, too. They have Drew Holiday. I posted my... Uh, I, I think I posted it on the office screen. Uh, yes, because like Westbrook day. was 13 and then like Conley was 14. Yeah, Steph Curry, Luke. Oh, it was a CBS Sports Top 15. Sorry, it was yeah. not the GM's thing. But yeah. Run through that list. I'm well, trying to hear it. Russell Westbrook at 13. All right, Steph 1, Luca 2, Lillard 3, Kyrie 4, Trey Young 5, CP 6, Drew Holiday 7, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons 8, John Ooh. Morant 9, Fox at 10, Lowry at 11, Jamal Murray at 12, 13 Westbrook, 14 Mike Conley, and 15 Marcus Smart. Wow. (laughs) That's a wild-ass list. I'm not going to lie. It's not that bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, aside from, like, the blatant, like, Russ slander. I'm I'm sorry. uh, Jamal Murray, when healthy, is at that level. He should not be in the top point guards of next season. That's for next season specifically? Well, or are they just I'm ranking them overall right now? Like, I'm guessing it's supposed to be like next week. Like for next week. Next season. Okay. Maybe they ranked them for last season though. 
All right, best shooting guard in the NBA. Start at fifteen. Shooting guard. <laughs> Easy pick. Easy pick. Who are shooting? James Harden. Yes. Sixty-three percent vote. Harden. He he has a, he has a higher vote than than Steph. Even though James Harden is basically played point guard with the Nets. Oh, he is playing a point guard with the Nets now. But like, still, they didn't define positions, dude. Like LeBron is point guard. I know, this list. but that makes it so difficult. What's really the difference between a, a, a shooting guard? Uh, what, a combo guards can play both point guard or shooting guards. Right. Uh, you have you have some shooting guards, small forward types. Like, there's no real difference there. <laughs> Um, I'm it's I'm gonna so let you know. Arbitrary. There's a lot of like crossover on this list. Like, there's people who've gotten voted for multiple positions. Number two, can you guess? Luca. No, no, no. Luca's. Okay, Luca is on the list. Luca's number three. Can you guess the number oh. two shooting guard? <laughs> Wait, what the hell? This guy's a very clear-cut shooting guard. I'll give you that. He's like pure uh, shooting Devin guard in a sense. Yes. I forgot all about him. <laughs> <laughs> That mean number four. Let me guess is uh, Donovan Mitchell. Then Donovan Mitchell did not get a vote. They're they're tripping, bro. Bradley wow. Beal, Steph Curry, oh. Kevin Durant. See, Steph Curry. shooting guard. The Bradley Beal, Steph, Steph Curry, Curry, Kevin Durant, all tied. A, an amazing shooting guard to say. He would. Might actually Ooh. be. His production, his scoring would be better as a shooting guard than a point guard. Yeah, for sure. Um, how would the game look with if Steph? The game would because you just need probably you, you open just need to up open ridiculously up for everybody else if Steph wasn't the primary ball handler, because then you're sending doubles, and then there's the ball handler who doesn't have to face the double team, and then like they end up having more open looks or whatever, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and they already have Steph running around the court, but if he wasn't the primary ball handler, then they'd have to deal with, I don't know, Wiggins is, I don't know. But they'd have to deal with someone else while he's running in the background, like screens, uh, cuts, etc. Yeah. Like, they already have him doing that. It was, just, it was just cut out the first, like, part of it. Best small forward in the league. If it's not LeBron, it's KD. It is KD, 63%. Yeah. LeBron is number two at 17. Kawhi is number three at seven with his half-torn ACL. April. With his half-torn ACL, he's number three. Also receiving votes, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka, and Chris Middleton. Oh. Chris Middleton is a reasonable choice there. Luka has not played small forward since his first year. I don't know if Giannis has ever played. No, Giannis has not played small forward Giannis, since, he was, since he was younger. Giannis has played small forward. Yeah, he's played it. Not recently. But yeah. Um, last year was LeBron James by 57%. Who's the best power forward in the NBA? Giannis. Yes, 63%. Can you guys guess number two? AD. Nope. Damn. LeBron? Yes. 27. Oh. And then number three is KD. 10%. That's what I'm saying. People are on this. KD got voted to three different lists. Or got votes in three different lists. 
LeBron is in all of them so far, except for shooting guard. Yep. Well, he's not going to be in center. So, best center in the league. Can you guys guess which one they picked? Because it's pretty clear cut. Jokic? Yes, 63% Jokic. Then Embiid. 23% Embiid. Can you guess who third is? Uh, It's another guy you're not going to think of at this position. Oh, so he's not even in this proper. Okay. Um, he does play center, Giannis. just not often. Yes. Just not full time. It is Giannis. Giannis. Uh, oh my! How would they guessed it? Yeah, they're annoying as shit with this. Which team had the best overall moves in the off season? This um, should be a pretty Miami. Pretty, yes, forty-seven percent Miami. Number two. What? I don't know if I'd pick them for number two. Is what, Chicago at least in the top five? Yeah, they said Lakers. Should... Then they said Nets. I'm what gonna the be. Fuck I'm gonna the be... Nets do. Yeah, I don't. They, yeah, can't... they, they basically traded uh, DeAndre Jordan for uh, on uh, for who? I don't know. Andre Iguodala. Um, <laughs> I don't know who they got. DeAndre Jordan. I, I forgot. I think for I okay. The reason I'll give the it? Lakers props for this is a a big a Westbrook is a big get, and they somehow managed to sign quality players at really low prices. Like they did a lot more with how much like base they have. Yeah, but that's not that's not even because they have a good GM. That's just because they're LA and people will come there because it's LA and they have LeBron. Those are moves. I they guess. didn't say executive of the year. They said who had the best offseason. I guess. I have no idea what the Nets are on here. The Rockets? All the Rockets did was draft Jalen Green. Right. No, they traded Kelly Olynyk. I don't know. And then the Wizards. Why didn't the Bulls get in here, though? The Bulls, I would say the Bulls, the Bulls had added the best a lot. Because they added like DeRozan, Ball, like Caruso. Yeah. Yeah. And then votes for the Bulls, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Suns, and the Trailblazers. Hmm. All right, what's the next? Trailblazers. Cat? All, the, all the Trailblazers did was Larry Nance. Like everyone was upset about the, the Trailblazers not doing anything because they're like, oh, Dame's going to leave. Which one player acquisition will make the biggest impact? I'm guessing they said Westbrook just because he's a big name. James, what's your guess? I'm trying to remember all the like, like the big trades that occurred. There haven't there wasn't that many big acquisitions this uh off season. So it should be an easy pick. Yeah. It's like Westbrook, fucking Kyle Lowry. I'm gonna go Westbrook too. Westbrook is second at seventeen percent. Okay. Um you say Kyle Lowry, uh, Lonzo Ball. I don't know. Kyle Lowry at seventy-seven percent is like the overwhelming favorite for this vote. I know it. Okay. <laughs> My guy got his recognition. All it took was leaving Toronto because once you once you leave, you 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 get the credit you deserve. <laughs> See, it's it's domestic now. It's we're in a we're a domestic league now. We don't have to. 
We don't need like passports to go see him play. Xenophobia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most underrated player acquisition. Huh? Okay, so I guess trades that a lot Lonzo of people Ball. don't value highly. Alonzo Ball Lonzo is number Ball. four at ten percent. I think people were high on the Alonzo trade. That's probably why. I'll give you a hint. I just addressed it briefly, like barely went over it. I don't know. I, I missed it. James, um, you got something? I got distracted for a second. What was the question? He's athletic. He's a, like a uh, Larry Nance Jr.? Yes. Okay. That Larry Nance Jr., Patty Mills, Spencer Dinwiddie, in that order. Then Lonzo, then Kemba. If Kemba's okay. healthy, good for Knicks, right? Right. That's going to be an interesting backcourt, him and uh, D-Rose. Him and Fournier. D-Rose will come off the bench. Yeah, yeah the Celtics basically traded our guards away to the Knicks. That's funny. All right, and uh, which team will be most improved for the next season? Toronto. Good guess. It's either Toronto number four. or Miami. Toronto's number four. Miami's not on here, probably because they were already a, like a... Miami was already like a six seed or seven seed. You said most improved? Yeah. Another team that missed the playoffs. No, made big not. moves in the off season. Chicago? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Chicago's number one yeah. at twenty seven percent. Then it's the Warriors, then the Lakers, which Lakers is reasonable pick now that I think about it. Hornets, Pelicans, and then Toronto. Chicago is taking Washington's spot this year. The Mavs taking... received votes, but they got no better. Mm. No better. Maybe they did just, not get better. Maybe this Maybe it's just because Luca lost weight. That that's Luka the only supremacy. Yes, people said the Rockets. <laughs> I guess it's, Rockets. it's not it's not that hard to improve a lot from from where they were. <laughs> I don't even think they got any better. I think they're just like we're gonna best John Wall now. I guess that's an improvement. They drafted Jalen Green. Yeah, they just love Jalen Green. They drafted Jalen Green. Jalen Green highlights everywhere. Okay. Um. And then Grizzlies, Miami, Minnesota, Kings, and Wizards all got votes. Wizards? Better without Westbrook. There's just some what, Westbrook. What they, th- what they think Kuzma and KCP about to do? <laughs> and ACL J- Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I, like, I like a lot of those players. So, like, I would like to see them do well. I just don't see it. Okay. Okay. Most surprising move of the offseason. This should be a relatively easy pick. Westbrook. Yes. 50%. Russell Westbrook. Can you guess number two? Uh, is it Kyle Lowry? No. It would be Kyle Lowry. Okay. The fact that Ben Simmons hasn't been traded. I, no. I know that's like the, a reverse. That was a good guess, but no. Is it Demar? It is Demar. Okay, yeah. 
Demar and then Lonzo actually. Both of them are the Bulls ones. Also receiving votes, Danny Ainge steps down, Zach Collins to San Antonio. I forgot about that shit. Devontae Graham to New Orleans. Mason Plumley to the Hornets. Ben Simmons not reporting to training camp is one of them. And then PJ Tucker to Miami and Kemba buyout. Last year was Gordon Hayward to Charlotte by 54%. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was big. Okay, who will win the rookie of the year? Jalen Green or Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Everyone's talking about Jalen Green, so. Jalen Green, 47%. Cade Cunningham, 40%. Can you guess number three? I don't remember all the rookies, to be honest. I I haven't done anything in the NBA. Um, um, Number three. High pick. Or low pick, I guess. One of the one of the first picks. Um hmm. bad team. Evan Mobley? No, obviously, if he's one of the first picks. Oh no. No, but Jalen sucks. Good guess. No yes, Jalen sucks. It's Jalen sucks. Okay, yeah. Also receiving votes. Davion Mitchell. I heard he was really good on defense. They're like he's he gonna. Is. They're he's a like great we're gonna change things in uh, in uh, Sacramento. He's one of those guys. He's like a really small and gritty defender. Yeah, we'll see. Defense translates well, but like. Oh, this is interesting. Which rookie will be the best player in five years? I think it will be either Kate or Jalen Suggs. Suggs over Green? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Jalen Green will be good, but I don't think he'll be what people will make him out to be. Like, I can see him being like a quality starter, possibly like a Kelly Oubre type player in the league. I don't see him being like a superstar, to be honest. I don't know if Suggs ever becomes an all-star. I'm not doubting him, but I don't. I don't know it. I I'm like pretty sure Jalen Green will be an all star. Evan Mobley, that's my pick. Evan Mobley is the number one pick, thirty three percent. That was good. I literally was. I was just. I was just looking at their draft, like what people said about their drafting. I'm like a big who could shoot. I'm like, oh, that's him for sure. Scotty Barnes. Evan Mobley can't shoot. He just has potential to. Um, last year's vote was James Wiseman by 33, 36%. And then since this is from the best player in five years, the vote five years ago was Ben Simmons, 70%. Who else is in that draft class? I can tell are, you Wait, that. are we doing his rookie? Are we doing his the year he got drafted or his rookie season? The that is from which rookie will be the best in five years? So like from the 2016 draft, who was the best? Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Dragon Bender, Chris Dunn, Buddy Heal, Jamal Dragon Murray, Bender. Marquise Chris, Jakob Poto, Demontis Sabonis, 
So I would be the best one in this. I, I I'd say. Okay. Honestly, I can. You're gonna you you you're what you're gonna argue with Siakam. Oh, Siakam is in the 2016 draft class. Oh yeah, yeah. he's better. So it's between. <laughs> I He's better. I take a Ben I take Ben Simmons over Siakam, but I take yeah. Ben Simmons as well. Cap. I say that's true. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> stop being a fanboy. That's not even a fanboy thing. I feel like if I was a Toronto fan, I'd still pick Pascal. <laughs> ben Simmons just has like a few minor problems that's stopping him from a being... major, a major yes. singular problem. Yes, that's what makes me so annoyed with the freaking Sixers and Ben Simmons. Honestly, I don't. I think it's both of their faults in like that situation, but it's just mm-hmm. so annoying. Cause like I was, I was telling you this literally yesterday. That's why I'm probably gonna get a Ben Simmons jersey, or, was, right. uh, or someone else. I don't know. But yeah, cause like I know they're going to regret it, cause he's going to develop and he's gonna become that player people want him to be. It's gonna happen. I guarantee it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And. Sixers aren't going to get anything in equivalent for the trade that they will propose or the trade that they will receive. I can guarantee that. Nothing is going to equal that Ben Simmons trade. Especially He's- because Ben Simmons tanked his trade value. Unintentionally or not, he tanked his, his trade value by just giving up in the playoffs last season. The fact that he has refused to communicate with the team. Like... I believe he does, the, the Sixers should get a great package for him, but because of what Ben Simmons has done, that's the issue. He has four years on his contract. He really, it really should be a great package. Alas, I don't know, because I think every other team knows that, so they're just going to take advantage of it. They've lost like a lot of the leverage in this situation. Okay, and which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft for this one? Uh, this draft, I think I was going to say James uh, Booknight. Booknight? That was my pick. He's number three. Yeah. Jalen Suggs is number one. I don't know how you pick the fifth overall pick and he, say he was a steal. No, he's the fourth overall pick. <laughs> Not even. Jalen Suggs is the fifth. Ada? Oh, sorry. I'm looking at top 10 impact rookies for fantasy basketball. Why is Brooklyn Nets uh, Cameron Thomas there? What? I keep hearing a lot of people talk about Cameron Thomas. I don't okay. know. But, I mean, yeah. I, it's kind of something we have to, like, wait and see, honestly. So I'm not even going to spend too much time on this one. Honestly, been... Josh Giddy, I think, would have been, been the ultimate steal by that thing. Maybe. Because he actually played with in, in in Australia, like a professional league with grown men. He oh, needs wow. to get all, his ass off TikTok. Left. There's a lot left and we're an hour in. So I'm going to try and like rapid fire these next ones a little faster. Uh, best international player in the league. Easy pick. Giannis. Yes. Or Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want... Giannis, Luka, Gian- Jokic. Giannis. Uh, okay. Who's the best international player not in the NBA? Don't care. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shit, I'm sorry, know. international players. But, but, but this is an Nikola NBA Nikola Meritic. Yes. yes, he's number one. Is he actually? Yep. 
Uh, I wish he came back to the league. I love Nikola. Mm-hmm. Best defensive player in the NBA? Um, Controversy. Because this is the best not, defender argument is the best defender argument is so like everyone argues hardcore on it. So I'd say Giannis. I feel yeah. like Giannis is forty-seven percent Giannis has it the Kumpo. I was gonna say he's in the he's he's easily in the top three. There's no second way. place because, Rudy. Third yeah, place because Rudy's really paint defensive, but he can't really. He's he's kind of when he has way. to move out. Yeah. yeah. Although we've never seen him with good wing defenders, so we wouldn't really know. Or like great wing defenders, I should say. Um, can you guess three? Well, normally Ben Simmons was like a runner-up. So is Yeah, it I was Simmons? thinking him. Three is tied between Drew Holiday and Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Okay. That's an interesting tie. <laughs> and then Ben Simmons. Okay. Jimmy Butler... Anthony Davis, Draymond Green also received votes. That sounds like a BAM snub, but okay. They're all really great defenders, actually. Mm. Yeah. Best perimeter defender in the league. Best perimeter. Uh, Drew Holiday? Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. 50% of the votes go to Drew Holiday. Can you guess number two? Number two. Uh, uh, yeah, now you're second guessing yourself. It's Ben Simmons. Kyle Lowry, oh, <laughs> that's out of left field. I was about to say, well, well, well. The way, you, the way you were, the way you looked on camera, I'm like, wait, what? That's fair. I was like, I of doubt. Yeah, okay. It is, uh, it's fucking Ben Simmons, then Jimmy Butler and Kawhi are tied, then Giannis. What is Kawhi tying with people? <laughs> He's also not playing next year, so <laughs> like, why? Uh, I guess they're just saying he is the best because. He had like a step down in the regular season and turned it back up in the playoffs. So I guess he's back on everyone's defensive radar. The best interior defender in the league. Rudy Gobert. 77%. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 13. Anthony Davis, 10. No Embiid? That is actually surprising. Yeah, that's wild. Especially because Giannis is help defense too. He's not even like the main anchor of their... Wow. Most versatile defender in the league. Giannis. Giannis. 40%. Second. Ben Simmons. 27. Can you guess three? Because this one's kind of wild. Now, it's not wild, like, when you think about, like, his physical abilities, but, like, it's not who you'd think they'd vote for. Number three. Versatile are they, defender. Uh, are they a big or a guard? Big. A forward? Plays like 80. a guard. No, no, no. I... <laughs> no, 80's I'm not a forward. Fast, no. A forward. I wouldn't necessarily say a big. Like, he doesn't play center. And it's not Kawhi? Nope. Who's tall, Langley, and athletic like that? Kawhi is tied for number four with Draymond, who also should have been one of your guesses. When you think of him, you all know. You all know I don't first. like Draymond. You're probably thinking offense first. I don't really like, either. When he puts in the work, he's a great defender. What, you're going to say Julius Randle? And he was an incredible defender a few years back, but like he kind of coasts a little more now. Paul George. LeBron James. <laughs> ah. 
Yeah. <laughs> All the hints kind of like pointed towards it, but like never in my life do I cross LeBron with that stuff just because like he is a great defender when playoffs come around, but like it's not consistent, you know? Like I know LeBron was robbed like a couple uh, DPOIs, but like, okay. When he Best tries, defensive he's great. team. Best defensive team in the league. This should be easy pick. Milwaukee? Yes, 40%. Number two? Utah Jazz? Can you guess three and four? Um, Number three has been a top defensive team for like the past three years in a row. Or two years in a row. 76ers? Nope. Like number one or number two defense. No, actually, that's a lie. Like number three or number four defense. Technically, Lakers have been a top defense. Yes, Lakers. And then Heat. Which makes okay. sense. If you look at their staff and you look at like their coaching, like the Heat are going to be an incredible def- defensive team. Best coach of the league. Ooh. 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 Heads up. Popovich is number four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it Mike Budenholzer? No. Hell no. He's five. Tyloo? Nope. Really a defensive-oriented coach. Used a lot of zone defense. Uses zone Because then you said defense, and my mind jumps straight to uh, Thibodeau. He should be on the list, but he's not. Oh, because it's best head coach, not best defensive head coach. Oh, okay. Best head coach. Defensive-minded... Eastern Conference. Eastern. Okay. Well, I was, I was gonna be off base. Um. Bolstra. Yes. Fifty-five percent. Okay. Eric Bolstra. Number two is Monty Williams. Seventeen percent. Quinn Snyder. Fourteen percent. Greg Popovich. Ten percent. Mike Budenholzer. Three percent. Last year was also Eric Bolstra. Okay. Which head coach is the best manager or motivator of people? You really only need to know like number one. Because, like, there's videos of him popping up all over Twitter and stuff, like, in Instagram a couple of months ago. Video. Video. Okay. Uh, yeah, videos motivator. of his little huddle speeches. Monty Williams? Yes, 50%. Then Steve Kerr, Ty Lu, Greg Popovich, Eric Spolstra. Which head coach makes the best in-game adjustments? Popovich. Popovich is not on this list. Wow. Okay. He's old and his team is bad. It's probably not his fault. So convincingly. It's not his fault. Not to be on the list. Oh. I don't know. Who made crazy adjustments in the playoffs? Nick Nurse. Specific, specifically after game two, like was shit until game two. Nick Nurse is on the list. He's number four. Game three. Specifically, like when the team make, would make a turnaround consistently. Come on, guys. Who's the Nuggets coach? It's Ty Lue, bro. It's Ty Lue. Oh, they kept Ty going Lue. down 0 oh. 2 and they kept winning series. 
Sorry, I think I picked Ty Lue earlier. And I just, I just felt yes. Number two, Rick Carlisle. Three, Eric Spolstra. Four, Nick Nurse. Tied with Quinn Snyder. Mm. Also receiving right. votes. Budenholzer. In-game adjustments. <laughs> Doc Rivers and Thibs. And Frank Vogel. Okay. Last year was also Eric Spolstra at 27%. But now Ty Lue's at 37%. I'm guessing because of that postseason run. Which head coach run... Which head coach runs the best offense? Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is number two, twenty-three percent. Number two, dang um, it. Is it? He changed their whole offensive system this year. Even though they didn't like have a lot of staff turnover, they ended up much better because they changed the way they run their offense. Is it Steve? But their Monty player Williams? personnel didn't change that much. No. Monty Williams is tied for five with Eric Spolstra, 7%. Is it the other Steve or no? What other Steve? Nash? Nash is four at 10%. No. Um, who's the Jazz's head coach again? Yep, Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz, 27%. Okay. okay, which head coach has the best defensive schemes? This one should be Thibodeau. relatively easy. Yes, Thibodeau, followed by... Budenhoser, Quinn Snyder, Frank Vogel, Nick Nurse, Eric Spolstra. Which newer relocated head coach will make the biggest impact on this team? Uh, the Boston Celtics one, Ek. Ime Udoka. No idea. Yeah. Number two, fourteen percent. Oh. Okay. Uh, who else got a new coach? Uh, Indiana. I forgot oh, too. Portland. Portland. Who's Indiana's coach? Uh, Portland is. Chauncey Billups, Indiana's Billups, Rick Carlisle, right. Jason uh, Kidd so went to Dallas. Who they who who they said was number one? It's Rick Carlisle, Indiana. Oh, okay. Who sense. did Damian Lillard want as as their coach again? Yeah, who was? It was another former player, but it was not Chauncey. It was someone else. Yeah, he's been, it was like he's another one with sexual assault someone. allegations too. I think, it, or no, I think it might have been Jason Kidd. And that's, that's, what, not, that, that's what I was That's, no, that's, not, that's yeah, not sexual it assault. Kidd. It's just domestic abuse. Yeah. Because that's it's so just, much better. Yeah. Right. Um, right. It's, it's a different thing. Uh, best assistant coach, don't care. <laughs> not that I don't care, but like, how are we supposed I to know how good an assistant up. coach is? Yeah. Kenny Atkinson, Golden State Warriors, 17%. I think that's, I think he was with us. I think I've heard and, that. And they just got him, I think. Darvin Ham tied number two Milwaukee. Scott Brooks in Portland number three. Isn't Scott Brooks a former head coach? David Vanderpool. Yeah, he was he was head coach of the Wizards last season. Uh, damn. Wait, isn't is Mike D'Antoni still an assistant coach? He yeah for the Nets. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. he moved to he, he's with New Orleans now. New Orleans. Oh, okay. And he's still an assistant coach. He's not a head coach anymore. That's wild. Which active player will make the best head coach someday? Uh, Rondo. Second place, 14%. CP? First place, 34%. Third place, oh, that's out of nowhere. TJ McConnell, 10%. Mike Conley, 7%. Udonis Haslam, 7%. Garrett Temple, 7%. All tied. Which team was the most fun to watch? 
Don't overthink. Most fun. I was going to say, wait, going to be the most fun. Yeah. Chicago? No. I agree. No. Uh, High level offense. Elite level offense. Potential to be the greatest offensive team of all time. Dallas? Dallas has been a Luka top and offense who? in the past. Luca and who? Okay, huh? that's fine. Dallas Dallas was a really good offense like two years ago. Brooklyn, bro. 30%. Number two is the Warriors. I don't like, I don't like Kyrie. <laughs> Number three, Atlanta and Charlotte are tied. Number five is Nuggets and Mavs tied okay. and Lakers and Suns. Okay. Which team has the best home court advantage? This is interesting. Toronto. It's no. either, if it's not Toronto, then it's Utah. Toronto actually didn't receive any votes. Utah. Who's second and third on that? Denver, I'm guessing, is second. Yes. Denver literally has physical advantage because players yeah, aren't uh, playing at that altitude. Yeah. Number one, I was like, Utah is... I, at first, I'm like, Canada, because it's a different country. But that wasn't it. But then I'm like, all right, Utah, because of, of the Mormons. Because <laughs> of the Mormons? Denver for the altitude. No, you're wild for that. Utah because of the Mormons. Oh gosh. Uh, you guys can guess number three. You should be able to. Just some rowdy fans. Philly. Yeah, nope. Good Philly. guess. Philly is one of the other ones that that like didn't make the cut, but like got votes. Rowdy fans. The yes. other team with fans that would kind of remind you of Philly fans and how passionate they are and Knicks yes I was going to say with their hate for Trey Young but I was like that's too too <laughs> obvious which team has the most promising young core this is this is a good one Hawks yes 50% Hawks 2% Houston Rockets, 3% Boston Celtics, tied with Memphis Grizzlies, tied with New Orleans Pelicans, tied with Phoenix Suns. Wait, who is that second again? Rockets. Jalen Green is not a core, it's a person. <laughs> uh, Christian Wood. Christian Wood's pretty young. And Kevin Porter Jr. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Also receiving votes, Charlotte Hornets, Denver Nuggets, Detroit Pistons, Minnesota Timberwolves. Would you consider the Nuggets to have a young core still? They're like a average age core like hitting their they're prime about core. To, they're about yeah. to be a middle age team yeah but I, i'd still consider them young yeah right which player is the most athletic most athletic. Uh, is it not Giannis? it should very obviously be Giannis, but he's second place for 20 percent votes okay number one has 27 percent of the votes who would you say is more athletic than Giannis? More exciting than Giannis. Uh, um, more exciting than Giannis. Yeah. He's super strong. Can jump out the gym. Zion! Jump out his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not... <laughs> He's not more athletic than Giannis. is not no, the no, word I was going to use. Explosive. Yeah, he's powerful. Yes. 
I agree. I would also put Giannis as more athletic, but they put Zion. Followed by Giannis, Anthony Edwards, Zach Levine, John Morant, and then also receiving votes, Hamidou Diallo. No John LeBron Collins. James, Derek Jones Jr. Okay, that's a good pick. And Ben Simmons. No John Collins. Which player is the best pure shooter in the NBA? Steph Curry. 90% of the vote, Steph Curry. Also receiving votes, I don't know why. Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> Seth Curry. No Joe Harris? Yeah, you know what? Actually, technically, Seth Curry is a higher shooting percentage than Steph. No Joe Harris? You're complaining that they didn't put Joe Harris over a Steph Curry? <laughs> no, I just mean in the list in general. Nah, the only person I can see them making an argument for is maybe KD. Duncan yeah. Robinson, I guess I see, but like, if they mean pure shooter in the sense that that's all he can do. <laughs> I'm sorry, Duncan. I like you. You're cool. Uh, which player is the fastest with the ball? De'Aaron Fox. Yes, 59%. John Morant, 2. Russell Westbrook, 3. 14%. Ish Smith at 4. What are we at? We're at an hour and 17 minutes. What a long-ass episode. Okay. Which player is the best at moving without the ball? Easy pick. Without the ball? Easiest pick of all time. Off-ball movement. I still like to say Steph. Yes. 50% Steph. Duncan Robinson, 20%. Clay Thompson, 17%. Also receiving votes, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Seth Curry, Doug McDermott. Who's the best passer in the NBA? Uh, Number one is a tie. Jokic and? Ben Simmons? No. Ben Simmons is not on this list. LeBron? Yes. Jokic and LeBron followed by Chris Paul, Luka. Also receiving votes, LaMelo, Facundo Campazzo, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Trey Young. Which player is the best leader? CP3. Yes, followed by LeBron, Dame, Giannis, Jimmy, Steph, Jokic. That's it. Most versatile player in the league. Giannis? Number two. 17%. Seventeen percent. Jokic. Nope, not on the list. Jokic is not on the list for versatile players. Nope. Uh, maybe because he's kind of slow. Uh, I know LeBron is on the list, but I don't. I don't think he's number one. Oh, he is. Fifty-seven percent. Oh. <laughs> Which player has the best basketball IQ? It's either LeBron or CP3. That's one and two respectively. LeBron fifty three, Chris Paul thirty percent, Luca ten percent, Jokic seven percent. Okay. Which player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line? This one I want you guys to answer I'm what they predicted everyone, and what your personal ones. I, I think they said uh, they'll probably say Dame. Um, I would Dame take KD. Third. Yeah, my KD's my boy. I, I gotta go KD. KD's one. Okay. I, I just need to make sure he has the uh, the right size shoe. <laughs> right. Can you guess who number two is? It is not Damian Lillard. Dame is three. 
Luka's four. Jokic is tied for four. And Kyrie is six. Number two, game-winning shot. Last year, Dame did win. It's not someone. Yes. Which is wild because it should obviously be Iguodala. (laughs) But they put Steph. Okay. What rule regarding play, schedule, draft, lottery, it needs to change. Okay. Um,. Number one is transition fouls. I'm just going to say them because you guys aren't going to guess them. Number two is one that I firmly agree with, that if you get a coach's challenge successful, you get a second one. Like, if you if you yeah. miss your coach's challenge, then you don't get it back. But if you if you successfully do it, then you can challenge again. I say you can um, use them like timeouts, you know, mm-hmm. just like the NFL. Oh, that's what a lot of people don't want because they, they don't want like, the game to take too long to finish. Like that game, I don't was it like Phoenix versus the Clippers, where it took like thirty minutes for the last like three minutes of the game. But yeah, yeah other things, forever. they want free agency before the draft. They want to fix the schedule, seed playoffs one to sixteen. What does that mean? I don't want this. I don't want. I don't like to seed the playoffs one to sixteen. Like what? I get it. Well, a I just enjoy to play in games and. It's like I get it that the first you round can still do playing really games. Matter. No, but it's just like it's you you lose out on some rivalries. Because and usually the and no one cares about the last like three seeds on either conference usually. Yeah. So I guess. one one through sixteen is literally people who are like, uh, oh my team we lost we got out of the playoffs off a tiebreaker I hate this we need to do one through sixteen now. No, one through sixteen is is like when the Western Conference tenth seed is out is one more games than the eighth no, that, seed. In the East. I, no, that's what I'm saying. It's those people who are like, I want it to be one through sixteen. It doesn't matter if you're the tenth seed in the West; you're not getting anywhere if you even had the chance to make the playoffs. Some of them just want the playoffs, bro. The Timberwolves, the the um, <laughs> who made it to the playoffs last year that hadn't the Knicks. The Timberwolves, the Knicks, there's a bunch of teams like that. The Bulls would just be praying for a playoff appearance now. It was hype watching the Knicks in the playoffs. <laughs> I loved it. Even though yeah, they got no, the shit kicked out of them. It, it's, it's, I'm saying, like, the only people who are mad is the people who are, like, borderline playoff teams in their conference. And at least on the Western Conference, especially. That's like, the thing, though, because they're not even borderline playoff teams in the Western Conference, but they would shit on the teams in the East. But it's like I don't care. And during bigger cities in the East Coast, like it, it's just better just have it through the. This man just the, want the cakewalk for the Celtics every year. He just want the Celtics to not have to worry about anything. <laughs> just coast. He's like, damn, we got seven seed last year. I need to start putting on for the for the lower seed Eastern Conference teams. <laughs> I mean, our all all our teams are on the East Coast, right? Nah, James is an OKC fan. Yes, sir. I, I like well, OKC's, I saw... OKC's not sniffing the playoffs anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot of our draft picks are fucking learning how to do two plus two right now. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, you got so many draft picks in the ne- in the next like decade. We're eating good over here, man. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. Give give us like twenty <laughs> years. We'll be back. Trust the process. 
I don't know exactly. about you, Mike, but man like me is not terrified of the bottom tier Western Conference teams. So I don't care because I don't think Toronto's gonna be like at the bottom of the mix for a long time. I'm not. I I don't even care if it's. This does not. Every year I I I hear the thing went three sixteen and it's like, nah, I don't mind. It's easy, it makes it easier for me to watch games. I don't hate it, yeah, because the time difference thing would be a pain in the ass. But like at the same time, I wouldn't mind it if they switched it over either. But I don't think they ever will. It's too much travel, and the time zone difference is the most annoying thing about it, yeah. Yeah. But all right, we are an hour and 24 minutes in. We definitely got to wrap up now. We'll How catch many you more guys. stuff do we have? That's all of them. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll catch you guys next week. If you guys made it this far, we love you. Uh, I was checking our stats, and apparently, like, our second biggest audience is in Seattle. I don't think Mike or I know anyone from Seattle. So I know, shout out uh, to I know, I know one person to Seattle. I know one person in Seattle. That's who I stayed with when I visited. Okay, well, shout out Seattle listeners, and um, we'll catch you guys next time. Later. I have a time. <laughs>